It's a pleasure to be back with you listeners, Prescription Sound, episode number 30, with your storyteller, Drew Duglin. Today, we wrap up our five-part research extravaganza on the science of aging that has, of course, been adapted from the feature-length piece in the Scripps Research magazine. In the final edition of this series, we are looking at what it takes to stress out a cell and why this happens more and more with age and disease. But as we'll learn, new chemical approaches are on the horizon to modify these molecular pathways and potentially reverse the damage. So let's embark on our journey and start learning what cellular stress even means. Too little sleep, too much pollution, exposure to heavy metals, or simply too much time spent in the sun. And suddenly free radicals zip around the cells, causing havoc and leading to tissue aging. That's oxidative stress, and it results when a system is out of balance. But what are free radicals? Very simply, they are negatively charged, unbound oxygen molecules looking for a place to settle. Oxidative stress damages and ages cells in fundamental ways, says Kate Carroll, a chemistry professor at Scripps Research Florida. When you get oxidative damage, you get protein unfolding and aggregation, or clumping, Then you see neurodegenerative disease, she says. It changes the chemistry of amino acids. It garbles and unfolds proteins. It disturbs the machinery that powers cells called mitochondria, and it even causes cell death. In brain diseases like Parkinson's, garbled protein clumps are a hallmark of the disease process. Carol has invented a toolbox of chemistry techniques that are allowing scientists around the world to trace and study these supercharged oxygen-free radicals in certain contexts. In the process, Carroll's impactful and creative chemistry has led to profound discoveries about fundamental cell biology and biochemistry, including a finding that cells have their own enzyme-based mechanism for repairing some damaged proteins. In other words, enzymes are the cell's very own chemists. These discoveries have made Carroll a global leader in the reduction-oxidation chemistry field, also known as redox. They've also laid the groundwork for potential new approaches to treating a number of age-related and rare hereditary diseases. It has long been known that cells have enzyme-based systems for repairing damaged DNA, the molecule that stores genetic information. Carroll discovered that cells have a method for repairing a large group of proteins too, those damaged by oxidative stress. She found they rely on an enzyme called sulfuridoxin to accomplish this. Studies of the impact of sulfuridoxin on cellular health indicate it can repair and restore a wide swath of proteins and biological processes. This is not a boutique enzyme. It is a fundamental enzyme that repairs oxidative damage to proteins, Carol says. At the core of her work is the protein-building block cysteine, one of 20 amino acids that make up proteins. In their search for a stable place to land, oxygen-free radicals often bind with cysteine. Cysteine is an outlier among amino acids for all the sulfur molecules it carries, making it the preferred destination for free radicals. But as those sulfur molecules soak up the oxygen, they are changed in the process. That sets off a chain of events that can lead to disease. Carol hopes to see these insights used to engineer new types of medicines designed to heal oxidative damage to cells. 
An important first step toward that goal is understanding when hyperoxidized cysteine carries out a beneficial, helpful role as opposed to promoting disease states. Carol is now collaborating with a group at Harvard University to study these processes in nematodes, a type of roundworm used to study basic biology. The data are demonstrating that cells are heavily impacted by hyperoxidized cysteines, Carol says. To arrive at these many insights, Carol had to develop chemistry tools that allow selective study of oxidation-damaged proteins. With these tools, she can work on development of drug-like compounds to address a variety of currently untreatable diseases. The compound she's currently developing moves to cells' energy-producing mitochondria, where the free radicals are being produced, and sequesters reactive oxygen species before they can cause damage. According to Carol, the compound senses the location of oxidative stress damage in the cell and then mitigates it. Diseases of aging are one area of potential application. There are also a number of rare hereditary genetic disorders that cause mitochondria to malfunction, and that's where Carol sees these compounds having an impact first. Their mitochondria don't produce enough energy for the body to function properly, so you have children who don't grow well. They have muscle weakness, even cognitive effects, Carol says. There are no treatments. None. They affect on the order of 25,000 children a year. Wow. Well, we are in desperate need for therapies to so many of these challenging diseases, and it's astounding to think of what putting the brakes on cellular stress could do for these different contexts. Unfortunately, that brings this episode and this aging series to a close. It's been a wild ride, and I hope you've gotten a real flavor for the broad interests of the Scripps Research Team in the science of healthier aging. Remember that you can find your favorite flavor by exploring the Scripps Research magazine from head to toe at magazine.scripps.edu. We have new articles, interviews, and videos coming out all the time, and that's where you can go to receive all the latest updates as well as sign up for the print version of the magazine too. It's been a pleasure as always to speak with you, and I thank you for lending me your ears. We'll be back soon with more research chronicles and guest interviews, so you might as well hit subscribe on the podcast. Until then, take care of yourselves, stay curious, and don't worry too much about getting older. Goodbye.